listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Your one-stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip-Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast, episode 18 here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Back to talk some more NBA action for this week. Nick, how we doing? Ready. We had the Super Bowl last night, Rob. Great, great football moment. But let's get it's right back to basketball. Getting right back to basketball, and the you know the heat of NBA action. So we're gonna start with kind of a story that's had the NBA going wild for a while just this past week with uh, the rumor that LeBron LeBron James would be willing to listen to the Golden State Warriors <laughs> and possibly go. And take it and, and get a max deal or go on like a one or two year deal. It was broken. The story was once again by ESPN, Chris Haynes. And uh, I'll read a little bit from the story. It says, um, Who's Chris Haynes? Reporter for ESPN. He's like, They, they just. He, he doesn't know. Who's exactly me asking Chris Haynes is how, um, how credible, the, credible source. the source is. If it's not Woj. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Woj, NBA, Woj breaks then... a lot of good news. But what, from the story, it says, uh, this is this is from him. He says, if the Golden State Warriors can create max salary slot this this a max salary slot this offseason, the defending NBA champion champions could position themselves to secure a meeting with LeBron James. League sources told ESPN. Once again, what are these sources, ESPN? I'd love to hear them. There's no in, and then it goes on. There is no indication that Golden State is evaluating such options to acquire the Cleveland Cavaliers star at this time. So. Uh, once again, then you're kind of making stuff up and you're kind of jumping the gun with this whole LeBron thing. Um, and he goes, out of respect for the Warriors winning culture, James would listen if the Golden St- if Golden State explored ways to clear the necessary cap space, sources said. This offseason, James is, is expected to decline his $35.6 million player option. We all know that because he's probably going to just leave and go somewhere else and become an unrestricted free agent for the third time in his career although re-signing with, the Cle- with Cleveland is not out of the question. True, true, true. James James's distant relationship with the Cavs owner, Dan Gilbert, is well chronicled, and the instability of the Cleveland's front office has been, been of concern to him, but the Warriors' strong organizational structure and the prospect of more championships would be an enticement that most veteran players would consider. And then it, you it's know, a joke. It's a joke. It, it goes article. on, and, you know, it's just more BS. So – for in order for them to really get this done, it would take the Warriors to get rid of Clay Thompson or let him trade him or like a sign and trade. I don't know. They would have to cut so much money out of this. I, you know, there was like a million different situations. What would happen? They definitely have to get rid of Andre Iguodala and his contract, Livingston, yes. and they would have to. I think one of the bigger aspects of it is uh, they'd have to ask Kevin Durant. To take a pay cut again, again, which is not going to have another D Wade situation like in Miami if they if if you know this were to ever happen, which is not it's not going to happen. But of course, it's NBA news. We got to talk about it. So let's just talk hypotheticals here. We know LeBron's you know personality. Could it be in the you know his realm of you know 
LeBronness to to do this sort of thing, Nick? If you look at what Chris Haynes wrote, he didn't say anything about LeBron James having interest in going. He would consider the offer. I mean, wouldn't LeBron James consider any option that he has? Wouldn't any free agent consider any option? You know, you yeah. got to play all your cards. You got to look at them. You got to see. You got to be like, okay, what is the best option for me to win a championship? I don't think he's going to go to Golden State. Yeah. I don't think Golden State will clear up the I, cap for him. I, and I don't think the egos on that team really want LeBron on that do team. Do you think he helps the do you think he helps the Warriors? Uh, I mean, when you add such a great player like that, but I do think that having too many guys on one team is just such an issue that it's like th- there's no need for it and you really it there's there's just no need for it. It's just like adding too many weapons at that at, like they're so stacked at this point that adding so, like a huge it's like adding a huge uh, you know the biggest weapon in the arsenal, and then you're adding them in. It's just it's a it's overkill. And I think they're like they're losing defense if they get rid of Clay and Iggy. And the, yeah, I and think LeBron sucks at D. Livingston and you know, <laughs> yeah, Iggy and Livingston. I think those guys are just you have to, and then they'd have to continue to get guys like you know off the streets like Nick Young and like JaVale McGee and JaVale McGee they played really well but like if to have just those like a four-headed monster and then just a bunch of different guys I don't really think they'd be as successful as they are now but of course it is LeBron James but it's just overkill and it's just a non-story that doesn't really need to be talked about anymore I mean obviously once it gets to the offseason and the way that it's just exploded this past week it's going to get ridiculous and then they're going to continue to mention LeBron's names with with the Warriors and LeBron spoke about it and kind of just you know told everyone to shut the hell up and he's concerned with his team and I give him credit the Golden State um, conversation is a non-story all the other conversations is a non-story from that point of view of you know stop talking about you know, we're in the middle of a season. We got, you know, stuff to handle right now. We can't be concerned with hypotheticals down the road in the offseason that he he's, he's not even right really confirmed. It's not confirmed. You know, all these sources are not being named, and it's not like LeBron himself is saying, I've been doing it. So even though we know LeBron's personality and how he can play mind games and everything, you got to, you know, if it's not coming directly from him and his camp, then you can't. You can't take it as a credible thing for him that he's actually entertaining going to Golden State. But he has to explore his options, but I think it would be... LeBron's ego is too big. Yeah, I think the Miami thing obviously is a little different because, like, you know, it wasn't like he was joining the Celtics, even though I kind of... It's still joining, like, a super team of that caliber. But I I do agree that if he were to go to Golden State, it it, it would just be so much worse than anything we've seen in the NBA in terms of teaming up and the super teams and everything like that. So moving on from this non-story, doesn't really need to be talked about. Hopefully we don't have to talk about it at all, ever again. One one final statement on LeBron. LeBron's a businessman. He's a smart man. I don't even think he's going to go west. Because the Western Conference is yeah, stacked, no. and he's and he wants the longevity of his career. It would be to stay in the East because it's so easy right now. That would probably be his best option. Best option for him. Now I'm, you know, let's move on. Yeah, move on to the uh, some trade and noteworthy news of this past week. Nikola Mirotic gets traded to the Pelicans for Omir Ashik, a first round pick, which was. Pretty good for the Bulls to get for especially a young Nicole team Meritage. rebuilding. Uh, Tony Allen, the grindfather, your boy, and uh, I believe no, Jam- PJ Tucker is my boy. Uh, 
Well, they're both they're both they're both, they're both I like both of them. Yeah, they're both solid players. And uh Jameer Nelson throwback to the Orlando Magic days of Jameer Nelson. So solid trade, I think uh, you know, on both parts, I guess, because DeMarcus Cousins is out now and Miritich he's been balling. He's been averaging around like eighteen points a game. So he's a guy that you can plug in with uh Boogie not in there and you know, he plays alongside Davis. Well. Yeah, play and a- AD is just a monster, so he could play really well, and I think that'll be a good situation or a good replacement, and uh, I think they could tread water and continue to go to the playoffs. They won't be as good as they would with uh, Boogie Cousins, but it's a good good fill-in. And uh, Greg Monroe signs with the Boston Celtics, gets uh, bought out by Phoenix, and now he's on the Celtics. Good move for the Celtics. I don't know if they're going to they, – supposedly they're not going to tr- um, start him at the fr- um, to begin, but – which is kind of interesting. Aaron Baines is a good player, but I think Greg Monroe is much a better I keep him off the bench. Option. I keep him off the bench. Yeah, I think if he's willing to accept his role and then they get deeper in the roster, it, it, they, they're a scary a scary team. And they're reportedly going after both. At first it was Tyreek Evans, but now it's both Lou Williams and Tyreek Evans. And if they can pull that off and get two of those guys, then I can legitimately see with the way that Cleveland's been playing and the dysfunction, and, you know, even though LeBron is LeBron, that's going to be a tough team with Lou Williams and Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans is averaging 18, and Lou Williams is averaging around 23 points a game. So Yeah, listen, the Celtics, the Greg Monroe off the bench is probably better than Baines off the bench because Greg Monroe yeah. could at least score for himself when they, when they go to the bench team, the bench mob. They have that low post option. And he could rebound as well, so that's good for them. As well, what we're talking about, Lou Williams, Tyreek Evans. It's interesting to see that they're in trade talks for these guys. So let's see who they give up for them because they have their role players that have been playing, you know, insane amounts of yeah. minutes and pl- just balling out. Like Terry Rozier, he's playing really well. Is that somebody you give up for a Lou Williams? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it, so it, it's it's questionable. It, with it's going to be really interesting, and I think though, if they get those two players. Their defense is very solid. I want to see what they would have to give up in order to get them. But, I mean, looking at those guys, that offense is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. So, another noteworthy news for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Shabazz Muhammad wants out of Minnesota. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. He's been a DNP for 23 of his 32 eligible games. I think they played 32. Um, no, they played more than 32 They have games. played more than 32. But I, the, the games that he's been available to play – so Shabazz Muhammad wants out. I don't, you know, he's a okay role player. Got like an eighth man off the bench. I don't. He was really out of UCLA, correct? Yeah, he was highly actually out of high school. He was probably I think the number one guy in that class, and then he fell off at UCLA a little. Got drafted by the the Wolves. I I always like Shabazz Muhammad off the bench. Yeah, you know I think he. Can, They've gotten really deep lately, so he's fell falling down the. Uh, the yeah, I don't the know. There's something. Maybe Tom Thibodeau doesn't like his defensive efficiency. That's why he's not yeah. getting burned. But still, Shabazz Muhammad definitely could play in the NBA. Should be on an NBA roster. You know, this team's out there that need him. Go after him. Yeah, there are a bunch of teams that. Could use San Antonio. Could use him. Could yeah, use him. I mean, there's going to be a team out there that's going to want him and that'll take him. And then Robin Lopez and Brooke Lopez, both possibly on the trade market. Good. Because Robin, obviously, on the Bulls, and they kind of want to just ship him off. And I think there's a huge market for him because everyone. They have a lot of bigs, too. They just got Oshik. Yeah. Too, and they got Bobby Portis, too. Bobby Portis, Laurie Markinen. So they got a lot of bigs there. So I think, and 
seems even though it's a small ball league, man, as soon as you get down to closer and closer to the playoffs, everyone kind of is struggling to find a big at this point. So you could say that the bigs are dead, but when you get closer to the postseason, they're looking for him. And then Brooke Lopez is just kind of, you know, it's been talked about about how he's been unhappy with his role with Los Angeles and he kind of is just like disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's too bad coming, you know, seeing Listen, your, your former Brooklyn. Brooke Lopez, he returned to Brooklyn this weekend night, and he got and himself his tribute nice video. Yeah. He deserves it. He's the Nets all time leading scorer. Yeah. He did the transition from New Jersey to Brooklyn. He is the man for the, the Brooklyn Nets organization. Mm-hmm. It's a young organization, young, you know, in Brooklyn. I'd say New Jersey too, overall. Yeah. Yeah. But in Brooklyn, well, Jason Kidd, but yeah. In Brooklyn. Yeah. But he doesn't deserve to be in L.A. getting treated the way he is right now. He He's a really good at ball player. Yeah, he's a very good ball he player. He could step out and shoot. He has a post game. He cannot rebound. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, he's rebound. But he, is, he is an interesting guy. Now, there's teams out there that go to the playoffs and they look for the big. You know, we've, we've had the speculations of um, – you know DeAndre Jordan going to Cleveland, but Brooke yeah. Lopez I think would be a yeah, good option. Yeah, and you could get him for a little less money. Although he doesn't help them really. He's a one-year the, deal, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, and he doesn't really help in terms of Cleveland. He doesn't really help him with defense. But he could shoot. He could shoot, and he's a good he's a good player. I think that yeah, if you can get a guy at a discounted rate, then why wouldn't you go out and uh, explore that option? And then lastly. Willie Hernan Gomez wants out of New York, and that was kind of talked about today along with Shabazz Muhammad of two players that want out. And uh, I just, like, as a Knicks fan, it's just like, you know, what a surprise. Like, they screw up another relationship with a player, and Jeff Hornacek's been, you know, shout-out to all the Knicks people that are frustrated with Jeff Hornacek and looking at what happens. And, like, they're – and Kyle – we talked about how, like, they want to get rid of Kyle O'Quinn and Ennis Cantor and how they're on the trade block. And, you know, people are believing that once, you know, Cantor and Kylo Quinn get shipped off, if they get shipped off, you know, because the Knicks are very, you know, in the past years they've stayed, uh, other than the Carmelo trade in the offseason, they haven't really done any trades and they have Courtney Lee and they, it's, you know, up in the air of whether or not they're actually going to make the moves that people want them to and the fan bases want them to move or want them to make. It's like, you know, Hernan Gomez is kind of upset because he was expect last year he made all rookie. And he was expected to be, you know, playing with his buddy Porzingis that they played in, uh, I don't know where Spain. they Spain. Was it Spain? He's, I yeah, think. he played for Spain. Madrid, yeah, I think. I think one of one of the, one you know foreign team, European league team, and you know he was expected to do that. Now he's playing under ten minutes and had a lot of DNPs, and he's they they've been putting O'Quinn and Cantor, which you know they've been featuring them a lot because they want to trade them possibly, and they want teams to see how good they are, and you know. People like Golden State has interest in O'Quinn, and they also have interest in Cantor. But it's looking like, you know, they've just completely ruined the relationship with him, and he already wants out. And they they've been at the San Antonio Spurs, which is a really good organization, and actually knows how to de- continue to develop talent, and knows how to deal with their players. Popovich being case being the case with you know when Aldrich was all upset and he was able to calm him down Hornacek doesn't look like he really knows how to do that so I think that if you ship him off it's like you're you're losing a really good even though he's a second round pick he's shown a lot more ability 
in his game than Cantor. I, I, O'Quinn's good, but he's he's an older player, and Hernan Gomez is around, I think, 23 or 24. 23. So, you, you just compared Jeff Hornacek to Greg Popovich. To Greg Popovich, and you said yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge to Hernan Gomez. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's that, that, Come on. But, I mean, it's uh, it's a bad situation, and people, like, they're like, oh, Hernan Gomez is, you know, he's not really upset or he's not, he's going to, he's going to be fine when they actually start giving him minutes. You don't know that. You don't know if he's going to be fine. You know, you know, players, egos in the NBA, they can get kind of ridiculous and they, they can be drama queens. That's with all athletes. So you don't know if he's completely checked out and he, and Hornacek's still there after a trade, unless they fire him, which it's not looking like Scott Perry or Steve Mills want to do. So he's still going to be there and he's, he's still going to have to deal with whatever, Hernan Gomez is going to still have to deal with whatever Hornacek's going to give him. So it's looking like a shaky situation with the coaching staff over there. And I don't know. It's just as, you know, as a Knicks fan, it's like, oh, well, here well, it goes again. They stink. Well, listen, Guglielmo, Willie, Hernan Gomez. I think it's Billy Hernan Gomez. I don't know. No, it's Willie. Um, I think it's Billy. Yeah. It's Guglielmo, Gustavo, Hernan Gomez. He... Very nice pronunciation. Yep. He I don't know aver- if that's correct or not. But. It is. All right. Is. Good Good job. He averaged, you know, he played in 72 games last year, averaged 8.2 points and seven rebounds. For a rookie, that, and th- they got, they didn't even allow him to really show what he has this year. Yeah. So like- and this year, he's he's only played in 25 games and averaged 2.6 rebounds and 4.4 points. So if you have like a young player and you just don't play him, you're not going to see any progression. Exactly. And the fact is the Knicks organization is so messed up. I mean, I wouldn't listen. He probably plays well with Porzingis better than I think any other player on your roster. Yeah. Down low. No, for sure. Cause Joakim Noah needs to get the hell out of there. Oh yeah. I think he's like taking a leave of absence. He wants, he, well, I don't blame him. Yeah. No, he's, he's not getting any minutes. Plus he's actually a really bad basketball player. And the Knicks <laughs> need to do whatever they can. Like literally if they send them, to any organization and just be like we'll pay half his salary you just give us yeah you just give us like towels will you pay for our towels <laughs> expense yeah 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 and i mean that's that's a pretty good trade in my eyes if you're a nick fan yeah i don't know it's just that i don't even know if they're gonna make a deal and it's just kind of like you know dumb at this point to believe to have any kind of trust in whatever the hell they're gonna do but before we move on to the next topic i want to give a shout out to charles oakley the oak man his uh, year ban was lifted after he was unrightfully embarrassed embarrassed at the Garden by James Dolan and the whole Knicks organization and screwed, o- screwed over Charles Oakley, Oak Tree. You know, we're younger, you know, so we don't – I never really watched Oakley, but you know that a lot of NBA players respect him and that he's a, a, a big, big deal in the NBA and a big deal to Knicks fans even though – my area of, era of Knicks have always sucked. You know, we look back and we see that Oakley was nice, and that's when, like, the team was good and well, basketball Oakley, was fun. But he's, his ban is lifted, and he's officially free, even though he probably won't go there and entertain going to Oakley, Knicks games, even though they suck. Oakley is the epitome of New York lifestyle. He, he's what the New Yorkers love. Yes. And that's why he's, he'll always be loved by the New York Knicks fans. Always. Him, Anthony Mason, you know, R.I.P. Yep. R.I.P. But... Those guys, they just they gave it their all every night, Unlike, and that's what you don't see today yeah. by the New York Knicks, or you know, frankly, in every organization. Yeah, man, I, I it's mean, the hustle 
in the NBA and the competitiveness has gone down tremendously. People don't have pride anymore. Yeah, people aren't people aren't playing like Oak used to play. But shout out to Oakley, finally got his ban lifted, and yeah. he is a free man at MSG. I want him courtside first game back. I want him courtside next game home. Ah, he ain't going to watch this team. He ain't going to watch this garbage. So the All-Star Saturday night events and participants, or not the event, well, the events are always there, but the participants were announced for all the events. The We'll start off with the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, I guess, which is, you know, Laurie Markkinen, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Joel, the Process, Embiid, Al Horford. Biggs versus Yeah. Uh, I think no, they do the bracket where they do the big, yeah, and, then and then they do, and then they have the big and the the smaller guy, yeah. the guard, go up against each other. Lou Williams, the defending champ, Kristaps Porzingis, and shout out to the boys. He made it, Spencer baby. Spencer Dinwiddie will be there All Star Weekend for the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Either they had nobody else to put in there, or they or they, or they saw no, it and they were like, Damn, we gotta get Dinwiddie Damn, in. We gotta there. get Dinwiddie in there. We gotta see him, see see him, uh, see him play. At All Star Weekend, so I don't know who who do you think is gonna win? Who do I think is gonna win? Um, obviously Spencer Dinwiddie. I I completely agree. No, I could see probably well, who, Lori who, Markinen. Well, okay, so you think that the the two finalists are gonna be Dinwiddie and uh, Markinen? Actually, from um, now that I'm looking at it from the guards, give me Donovan Mitchell. That guy hustles. Yeah, I th- yeah he'll be a he. I he think, he's competitive. Yeah, no, nah, he is. I think he he's a he's a good option too. Uh, but I, I'm I'm gonna roll with Dinwiddie. I'm gonna root for Dinwiddie for, to win that. Right. Right, so that's my that's my that's my pick for that. And then the three point contest we got Eric, defending champ Eric Gordon, Kyle Lowry, Tobias Harris, which is interesting. I don't really see him as like a, a, a knockdown three point shooter. I don't really see him kind of being in this contest. Clay Thompson, of course. I think he he yes he won the year before last. Win. Bradley Beal, Paul George, Wayne Ellington, and Devin Booker. A lot of people are going out there saying Devin Booker's gonna win. I'm going to put my money on Bradley Beal. I'm going to say Bradley right. Beal wins this contest and he will take home the three-point contest. I'll trophy. take I'll take Clay Thompson this year, but I I just don't get why Kyle Lowry's in this. Man, hating on the Raptors once Dude, again. Isn't Kyle Lowry in this like every year and he loses every year? He doesn't hit he doesn't hit above like 12th 12 shots. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, it's pretty much exactly what the Raptors do in the regular season. And the playoffs. And the playoffs. He's not clutch. Or not I, he shouldn't season, even be playoffs. in this. He shouldn't even be in yeah, this. I, exclude all Toronto Raptors from All-Star Weekend is what we believe. No, DeMar DeRozan <laughs> actually de- deserves to be there. That nah, guy's been balling Yeah, no, nah, he, he, he definitely deserves to be there. And then for the Slam Dunk Challenge or Slam Dunk Competition, Victor Oladipo, Larry Nance Jr., Dennis Smith. It was originally Aaron Gordon as the fourth, or you know, one of the participants. But actually, he's out with a hip, hip. injury. Hip flexion. And uh, Donovan Mitchell will be participating in that, so he's in two contests. Who you got for the dunk contest? Um, I just want to say before it's I, a joke. Before I pick, they've sucked. We, or the, like the last one, we was got two good. rookie guards in there. That's just, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, nah, I think that's that's going to be entertaining. I'm gonna say that. With his all-star season, Victor Oladipo will take home the slam okay. dunk championship for this year. But I, I don't think he's gonna like do something completely crazy. Like he's gonna go in there, he's gonna handle his business. He's gonna get the tens and the nines and the eights, nothing below. Give me Larry Nance. Okay, he's the only big guy on there. Big, big guys don't. Big ti- Yeah, big guys don't typically. Uh, 
win the win the dunk contest, but that should be uh, a dunk contest be... has gone down so much. Like it shouldn't even be the main event at this point. Nah. They should make it the three point shooting contest. Hey man, sponsors are willing to put out that stuff and they're willing to pay for it and fans want to go see it. That's and you want to tune in to watch it and we're NBA fans. I'm probably gonna look and see see what happens on that that Saturday night. So it should be interesting. So for me, I got Spencer Dinwiddie skills mm. challenge. I got Bradley Beal three point contest, and I got Victor Oladipo slam dunk. You heard it here. If I get all three right, that'll be dope. I got I got Mitchell, Clay, Larry Nance. Couple bold predictions in there, but bold, let's yeah, go a little bit. Yeah. So moving on to we're back with last week with the trade special. We took a break from the studs and bums, but Nick is back this week with his studs and bums of the week. All right, here's Nick with this week's fantasy studs. And bums. Let's go. You know, our first stud, he's out there in the Rocky Mountains of Denver. Gary Harris, Michigan State man, Gary Harris. He's been averaging eight, 17 points from Gary Harris. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. he's He knocks down threes, too. You know, he's overall, he's a solid player to have on your roster now. He's stepping up for... The Nuggets. He hit a game winner against Oklahoma City. That was a crazy game. Crazy, crazy game. game. The fans love him. The fans step on the court for him. Get in Russell Westbrook's face. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> ready to fight for Gary Harris. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're ready to throw hands. Yeah. So Gary Harris, our first stud. Our next stud. This guy, you know, he's been balling out all year. I'll give him some recognition, but I feel like he will be a stud. He's more of I gave a future stud because now that he's in New Orleans, Nick, the Spaniard. Spaniard, yes. Nikola Mirotic will be averaging more than 25 minutes and will probably get more than 17 points a game and six rebounds. Yeah, and he's going to be the big guy, the second option. The now. second option with, uh, well, Drew Holiday's there, but he he continues to kind of be just completely up and down. He, and, do, he does Drew. Yeah, so I think that he'll uh, he'll 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 play well. He'll play well with uh with AD, and who knows? Maybe if Boogie stays and AD doesn't get traded, they'll have a nice little. Guy off the bench, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I six know. man, yeah. Six man, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Plus, Rondo will set him up a lot better than he did with Chris Dunn at point. Yeah, true. Bums. Very true. Bums. This guy's been Milo Tedovic. Milos Tedovic. And, I, you know, I expected, actually, for him to have a monster year. Yes. But I know he's been hurt, but still, he's he's the starting guy there, right? Mm-hmm. And can they get 9.5 points? Five well, starting guy... F- is he starting over? I don't know. Most of the games I've really been yeah. paying attention to. All right, whatever. To. He's <laughs> averaging 25 minutes, only getting 10 and 5. I don't like that. I don't like that from Milos. Yeah, and, and you got to also take into account he's been injured like a lot of games. Yeah, he has. He's been has in been and out of the lineup. But he's so, been healthy for the whole month of January, and I'm not impressed with what I see. Yeah, you, so, you would, you would be on. expecting a little bit more out of Milos. Yeah, I want him to just you know increase those assist totals. Yes. Because that's what he was – he was doing out in Spain. Um, Sergi Baca, he's another Spaniard. Wow, we got a lot of like people that played in Spain or Spaniards today. Uh, yeah, Sergi Baca, he's been a bum all year. He's only averaging thirteen and six from Toronto in twenty-eight minutes. That that's not good, Rob. He's not good. Uh, ever since he left, or ever since he left OKC, yeah. And I will say his second to. Mm, well, this is second year away from uh, OKC. No, no, no. I'm saying like the second to last year, he was like respectable in terms of what he was expected to do. I think he got he got soft. 
Yeah, I think so too. And then like the year that they went to the finals, he was so good. And Blocking I was, like, too I was, defensively. Like, I was like, what is this guy? Like he's so like I thought he was legitimately like the fourth option behind like James Harden and KD and uh, Russell. But now ever since he's moved on, or ever since they've like con- OKC continued to lose players, and now he's with Toronto and where was he? Be- oh, Orlando. When he was with those teams, he's just shown to not be – I mean, he's just – like, he'll give you a couple good games, but most of the time it's just underwhelming performances. Yeah, he – now if you look back, Oklahoma City, maybe they should have got rid of Ibaka and re-signed Harden. Yeah. You I know, because well, that's why. I think that's – I think uh, – yeah, I, th- I don't know if at that time, though, Harden was – or Ibaka was as, you know, I don't know. It's, interesting that was, that was a while ago so i don't really know if like how scott perry was like thinking of of or not scott who who's the gm for is it scott perry? no that's the guy for the no oh, sam presti sam presti sam come I on my, he's one of the GM. best in the nba sam, sam yeah sam presti i don't know how he felt between ibaka and james harden at that time so i will say sam presti yeah looking yeah looking back at it it's like yeah i'd much rather take james harden than uh serge ibaka at that time obviously now now Back to Big Man on Campus. Here's this week's Big Man on Campus. We did, we skipped it last week for the trade special, but now we're back with it for I think this is our third week of the of the Big Man on Campus. We got yes. Jalen Brunson, the Villanova man, Villanova Wildcats. They are playing ridiculous this year, twenty two and one. Big <laughs> game coming up against St. John's, I guess. Or well, I Saint, mean, I don't think so. Well, St. John's just took, just down, took Duke, down Duke, but. and Duke fell to number nine, so that's that's going to be interesting. So Jalen Brunson, if you look at his numbers, he's been very good this year. He has had in his past games, let's see here, against Seton Hall on Sunday, he had 21 points. Game before against Creighton, 19. Marquette, he went off for 31. Providence, 15 Played against our UConn Huskies, where we got absolutely whopped. I was there. 23, you were there at the game. So Jalen Brunson is a very good ball player. I think that his, like, he reminds me a lot of Frank Mason. If that Really? Yeah. In, ter- think- in terms of, I don't know, like, his style play, because he's like a point guard, but, like, his, uh, the way people kind of look at him, because okay. he's, I think, what year is he? I, I, he's a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. So usually these guys, like... Obviously, the one and done kind of deal is, you know, they're kind of looked at as like the, the the prizes in the draft, and you know, now the three or four year guys don't really aren't as looked as, you know, as valuable as those guys now. But he's a he kind of reminds me of he's six three, so he's not like a smaller point guard. He's a good he's a solid guard, but you know, he just reminds me of Frank Mason a little bit about his you know his style of play and kind of where he'll fall in the draft. So he's been averaging nineteen point four points, three point one rebounds and five assists so he's a he's a he can ball man and that villanova team they're there they're they're good they're, they're gonna be the number one seed yeah they're, coming into they're the scary they, I into think, the tournament yeah i think a lot of a lot of people will have them as the favorite to possibly win the national championship or be at least one out of whatever region they they're they yeah up they in. will they definitely will they'll probably get the number one if they hold on probably the rest of the season, which I think they will, they'll get the number one seed in the whole tournament. But let me let me pose this question. Do you take Trey Young over Jalen Bronson? 
in the draft. Not in the draft. Yeah, if you're building an organization, would you waste a pick on Trey Young, or you rather save it mm. and draft a little later on and take a Jalen Brunson? Uh, I think I'd say Trey Young because Jalen Brunson is playing with a team that has a lot of other really really good players on it, and that that system with Jay Wright. And they've been kind of been along together, and the fact that Trey Young's doing this as a freshman, in a what kind? They're in the Big Twelve, which, which yeah, they are in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is one of the best. It's yeah. the best probably right yeah. now. Yeah, and so looking at that and how he's been dropping absolute buckets on everybody, I I gotta go with Trey Young. I gotta say that I'd probably prefer to take him on my in my team and on my draft board. And I think like the difference in picks, like I see like Jalen Brunson as a guy that could fall from. He's a like, second rounder. You think so? Yeah. I was going to say like 16 to like maybe 20. Well, right now he's listed to... in a lot of things as a second rounder. Wow. But I think if they if they make tournament run, which I see them doing, they'll he'll move up into the yeah. late first round. Yeah. Like Josh Hart, but I I don't I honestly I wouldn't waste the pick on Trey Young. I'd rather save it for that second rounder and Jalen Bronson. I think 5.3 turnovers is way too much. And with with uh Trey Young? Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Bronson's only averaging 1.5. Yeah, so I mean, he, but you got to remember too. Competition he, is different. He competition's right. different. Team. He Big also East, has Big bridges. East, on. Big East is good, and uh, they uh, yeah, they got it. They're also playing with a little bit, and Trey Young is expected to carry the load a little bit more. But yeah, Trey Young's probably going to be around a probably say from Trey Young's top ten five to yeah five to ten. He shouldn't crack top ten. If he cracks top ten, I'm gonna stop watching NBA draft. You think that he is going to be? No, top? no, no. If he's top five, I'm gonna oh, stop yeah, watching. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna stop. No, watching he's probably the draft. gonna be top ten, but top five is a bit aggressive. So that's our big man on campus for this week. Our studs and bums. Those are the topics we covered this week on the Talking True Hoops podcast. Once again, hit us with the subscribe on iTunes. Follow us at Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely hit us up with any questions, any topics that you like to talk about, or if you guys think our opinions are completely wrong. We have no problem with coming back at you with some of our hot takes and having a, a dialogue with you guys. So signing off for Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Thank you for listening to the Talking Troops podcast. We will catch you next week. Peace. You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talking True Hoops.